Live from the summit in Tucson, Arizona, the Core presents Sable Straining Boot Camp with Jim Reed and Derek Holder. Today's topic, winning over the listing agent. All right, cool. All right, so I'm super pissed off. This topic fires me up. I want you to write down of your last 50 transactions. Okay, so for some of you, that's a month and a half. For guys like me, that's more like three or four months. I run 24 loan officers. How many people have more than 24 loan officers? Raise your hand. That's nobody. So I got a big job, plus I do loans. So I've got to be super efficient. I have to be so efficient to do both. And so it really, really fires me up. So 50, last 50 transactions, I want you to write down just a number. How many of those listing agents did you meet in person? Just write the number down. So, who met all 50? 40. 1. 30. 20. Couple. Ten, five, at least five. Okay, better. At least one. How many were none? You guys, listen. Do you agree that the market's changing? Do you agree you've been lazy? The market's changing. It's been easy. You've been on the best 10-year run of anybody in the mortgage business. You guys realize that. The best. The most profit per loan, the highest commission per loan, the most barriers to entry. You were blessed. You got lucky. It's over. It's over. It's easy to be a loan rep. You run an automated approval on a Monday. You hand it to the client, highlighted what they need to bring you. You tell them, bring me this crap tomorrow. They show up and they bring it to you. How many more days does it take to close? Ten at any company. Do you agree with that? Praise will be back in four. Go straight to underwriting. Grab a few more conditions. Docs are same day. Funding reviews same day at every branch. Am I right? You guys get it? You're entering a, 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 a market like it was a long, long time ago. Now, if you're a realtor, in this past ten years, has it been a buyer's market or a seller's market? It's been a seller's market. So if you're a really good realtor, what do you go after in a seller's market? Listings. And you hate what? Right. So now you're a really good realtor and you're smart and you pay attention and you've been around. And the market is changing to a buyer's market. In Sacramento, we have standing inventory for new construction. You know California changes first. You guys know that, right? I'm in California. We have standing inventory for every new construction company we work with. We have price reductions. We had 78 price reductions yesterday. I track it. People are asking the seller to pay closing costs, and they're paying it. People are offering less, and they're paying it. And it's fine. I'm so excited about it. Because those listing agents are now going to become what? And you guys haven't been meeting with them. How stupid is that? Make sense? So, what we want you to get out of this class today is a new tactics of how to go after the listing agent. We want to take our lists, 
He's got a way that he does it, which is awesome. I've got my way. Some of the things are similar. Some are a little bit different. But with your help, through a conglomeration of really smart loan reps, we want to come out of this class today with a new way. We want you to help us create a new way. Does that sound okay? So you got to be good boys and girls, participate, share, don't hog the mic, don't hog the stage. Can you guys handle that? Cool. So there's four steps. I want you to write down the four steps to, to doing this. There is initial contact. We're going to do some table work. The first thing we're going to do is initial contact. You guys are going to tell us what you do. We're going to tell you what we do. And we're going to come out with the best plan for initial contact. The second step is build rapport. During the transaction, how do you build rapport? Listen, building rapport is the, is, is the most important thing, and Tuesday updates are the minimum. So we're going to do build rapport as the second step. The third step we're going to do is close. How to close. And then the last thing we're going to do is follow up. That's the four steps to any sale. Rick Ruby taught me that 15 years ago. Initial contact, build rapport, close, and follow up. And we don't have a good enough plan for it. So that's what we're going to do. Does that sound good? All right. So, uh, opening thoughts, Derek. Anything you want to add to what we're up to? Uh, first, honor and privilege to teach with Jim. I work at the same company with Jim Reed. He's just uh, he's an awesome machine. He closes the most loans. So I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff from him. And like Jim said, uh, we were talking about how do we want to teach this class. we got the best, brightest minds in the room here with all of you guys. So we're just going to do a, a brainstorming session together and make each one of those steps better. I do want you to raise your hand, though. How many of you guys really like cold calls? One or two. Yes, Alicia, you really do like cold calls. Most students hate cold calls. And why do we hate cold calls? What's, un, what's unfun about doing cold calls? The rejection. What is crazy to me is the listing agent. Is that a cold call? And why should they talk to you? You're controlling their check. And I see so many people that are not doing that. Raise your hand if you're actually, honestly, calling your listing agents on the updates. Okay, better than I thought. Keep your hand up if you call every single one. Okay, so right there, we're going to a tougher market. Half the room, all you have to do is this one thing. Make a commitment that you're going to talk to each and every listing agent. Um... We're going to do a lot of table work. I want you to think about in any type of business, there's two forms of selling that are highly, highly effective. One is demonstration selling. What do you think demonstration selling is? Give me an example. It's a Shark Tank does a really good job with it. They're showing you how a product works. If you do get an agent appointment, what's the problem with meeting realtors and trying to close it on that one, two meeting? Are you the only lender that's taking them out to lunch? So what are they hearing from you that's different from other LOs? Pretty much nothing. Like Jim said, it's easy. So the beauty of doing really good updates and going after listing agents is you have to think about you're doing demonstration selling. You're going to earn the business right there or you're going to lose it if you don't have add value, if you're delegating it to your team, if it's not a consistent experience, if you guys are dropping the ball. So... A beauty in updates is it's forced demonstration selling. So we'll do some work on think about how do we elevate uh, what we're demonstrating. Another effective way to sell is experience selling. What would be examples of industries that do the experience sale? 
When I switched companies years ago, uh, I went from my old company to Summit, and I was sharing with Todd different things that we could tweak or change. And I'm trying to explain things, and Todd's like, oh, we do that. We have that. Uh, we do that already. And the best analogy I can give you is, have you guys ever taken your car to um, the dealership? And you just got to do a little tune-up, an oil change or whatever, and they give you the smart dealership does what with, your, with the loaner vehicle? They give you a new one. Imagine trying to explain to somebody, oh, man, I have this new car, and it's really cool, like the temperature-controlled seats. Somebody else is like, yeah, we have AC in the car. It's just a different. They're constantly elevating the experience. And when you're, t- when you're sitting down with a real estate agent talking about how amazing you are, they're hearing that from everybody. Going after the listing agent, and really we're talking about your process, your systems, and your Tuesday updates, it gives you the ability to have them experience, wow, this guy, Jim Reed, he really is different. Updates are done same time every week. They're done early. I'm not even having to pick up the phone. He, t- he takes care of me. Uh, there's that consistency. The team is amazing. Uh, there's no questions. Now you have to ask yourself and your team, how good is your experience? So the first thing I'd like to break into really is doing the table work on brainstorming. What are things that you can demonstrate? So let's start with that. So go into your groups and write down what are things when you're, uh, what are you going to be showing to these listing agents? How do you demonstrate that you're better than your competition? I'm going to give you a few examples and you guys can brainstorm, okay? One of the things that we do is um, with a market increasing right now, we're running into more appraisal issues. Give me a show of hands if you're seeing more appraisal issues. Cool, and I'll repeat as well. So one of the things that we do is our company automatically sends out an appraisal because we have the whole ACOA rule. But we, on top of that, we have our opener send out the appraisal to the um, buyer's agent and the buyer with a brief summary. It'll say, here's what it came in at, as is, no conditions needed. If there's a problem, we'll say it came in at value and it's subject to, and we'll highlight the part on the appraisal report where the appraiser called out conditions. That's demonstrating that we're doing something that other competition is not doing. Now that just came up from an idea of appraiser or of agents being frustrated about where on the report is this subject to item. So that's what I want us to do is brainstorm. What are things that you can do to demonstrate that you're better than your competition? Let's spend a few minutes on that. Okay, so we have a mic. We're running. We're recording. So you got to raise your hand. We got one or two mics, I think, and they'll come. And just we're just looking for one thing that supports what was asked by Derek. That's a way to demonstration sell from something you're doing that we may be able to copy. Just stick them in. It's really hard to see, so just start talking even if I'm not looking at you. I thought a great tactic was Dustin actually calls the listing agent after they accept the contract. So he calls that offer and then calls again. Thank you for trusting us that we're going to get oh the Oh, my gosh. He actually calls when he gets a contract. Making fun of you all. Excellent job. We also, after we send the email like Derek does, pointing out the subject to... We'll ask the agent, do you want us to reach out to the listing agent and explain the repairs also to them? Cool. A couple more. If you have a mic, just start talking. In, to our, Bill. in our market, um, inventory is so tight that we call the listing agent before they receive the contract and tell them everything's okay. Yeah, a lot of people are doing what, we, what we've been training on is to call listing agents when offers are going out. That was super important in a low inventory market, right? 
really important to try to get them to, to accept your offer. Super important. As we change, it's still, it's still something we got to hold on to. So contract comes in. We start an email communication with all parties to the transaction minus buyer and seller. And in the subject line, I'll say new escrow and then how each party communicates in the file. So escrow number, loan number, address, seller last name, buyer last name, contingency date, and close of escrow date. Yep. And every milestone, it's updated. But it's it, not automated. It's, it's very personalized from the processor each step. Cool. Introduction email to all parties. Very nice to be professional. Uh, we just said uh, showing examples of proactive communication when you're talking with an agent that, that's going to happen automatically and giving them examples on how they'll, they'll see that. Cool. Last. Um, just releasing the loan contingency early. So if it's on the 15th, releasing it on the 13th, but asking the agent, buyer's agent's permission that you call the listing agent to do it yourself for them. Awesome. Really good stuff. I'm going to challenge you guys as we go through this. You have to, like, the three C's of selling. Okay? The three C's of selling. This goes to your family. This goes to your friends. This goes to your loan partners and team members. This goes to your boss. This goes to your referral partners. The three C's of selling. Be charming. Some of you are not so charming. Be charming. Get people to like you. Charming is making them laugh, wearing a smile, having fun, reaching out and touching them on the shoulder. Be charming. Be more catering. Be way more catering. Think of what we're doing this today. We have to be more catering. They can go online and get a loan. The realtors know everybody can close in 21 days and faster when needed. They know it. Hey, understand? Jim, Jim, to piggyback on that, yeah. you got to teach this to your team, too, on catering. I'm always reinforcing, and you have to talk about it a hundred times. Uh, you have to teach your team when you're asking for things, you speak from a standpoint of how it benefits the clients, not you. Mm-hmm. And especially your LP2s slash processors, wh- whatever you want to call it, they get into the mindset of, I need the bank statements, I need this. But you need to explain, hey, my number one job is to close you on time and smooth. We don't want any surprises. It would really help me if I had your bank statements by this date, and that's going to allow us to verify all the numbers for you, clear the conditions, and make sure that you close smooth so you don't have to worry about moving the moving truck. And then when the client understands that you're thinking about their best interests, that shows that you're catering. Awesome. So be catering. Be catering. Like if you think about, I got here, I had a written, a handwritten note from the owner, the, the manager of the hotel in my room. I had some chocolates. I had a little thing on my bed. I, they're catering to me. They come up and see me in the hallway with a name badge. They ask me if I need anything. The people at this hotel. So we got to make our process more catering. And the last C is caring. You have to demonstrate to people that you care. Your team needs to demonstrate to listing agents that you care about who. The listing agent. This is not about building a pro- This class is about attacking listing agents. Charming, catering, and caring. Way more catering. All the stuff I'm hearing is super cool. I don't really hear it be catering. I don't. And I don't really hear it be all that charming. And I'm not even sure you really care with that stuff. Okay? So the caring is probably the strongest in all the things I've heard, but... That's what I want you to focus on when you're doing your stuff. Focus on those three C's. Okay, so we're going to do table work on the first step, which is initial contact. So I'm going to describe that part. Initial contact, I'm looking for you guys to come up with your best stuff around initial contact for a new listing agent on a new transaction. Your best stuff. Okay? 
You guys got it? I'm going to give you more time this time, and we're going to do more sharing. And then Derek and I are going to share what we do, and we're going to, you guys can pick the best up for your plan. Everybody understand the process? Are there any questions on the process? Excellent. Go ahead. All right, you guys ready? So we're going to have, we're going to describe, Jim's going to describe all the great ideas so we can improve our process. Let's bring it back. So who heard an amazing idea for initial contact? Yeah, we, we, we were just saying like an intro video about our team or who we are, kind of. Love when that. We send, intro right video of the team. All right, another one up here. Grover? We uh, send a handwritten thank you note for taking our contract along with socks that says we look forward to knocking your socks off. Ooh, very good. Very good. How much do those socks cost? Like four bucks on Amazon or something. Or, and know. you do it through Amazon so you don't have to deal with the shipping. Amazon ships it right to them. She can do that, yeah. And then we have some bulk, too. Very nice. What else? So, so I um, call the listing agent and then ask them what the seller actually needs. Because there's sometimes on the contract that it doesn't say, like, they might need a rent back. There might be something something on with the family. So it's really about what does your seller need Mm -hmm. that we're not seeing that we can provide. Guys, you know how I know loan officers don't call listing agents? Because that first call, the listing agents are always surprised that as a loan officer, I'm calling them. It's, like, weird to them. Great idea. Pick up the phone. Give them a phone call. What else? We call, or I call it offer out and make clear that this is an approval. I have full income, full tax returns, verified employment, verified assets. And I want to make clear that it's very, very different than uh, go online eight minutes later, print out a pre-approval. I want that agent to be able to use that language when presenting offers to their seller. Awesome. So you kind of sell your process during that initial phone call. Anything else? Our table shared the idea that when they call the listing agent, they ask him, why did you choose the offer? I'm just curious. And then they'll usually say, your follow-up, you made the phone call, and then call your buyer's agent and let them know, hey, I talked to the listing agent, and they said they accepted our offer based on this, this, and this. So we said have an introduction call to the listing agent and have a script with some bullet points on it. We're going to cover that as well. Excellent addition. But that's also gathering data, which is really good. I know we're talking initial contact. But somebody said earlier, hey, I do the I sell the prequal before we're even in contract. So you could say like the the preview. Um, and I think branding is a big thing, too. Uh, we, I, when I changed companies five years ago, one of the first uh, contracts I landed, a listing agent said to me, man, I got to tell you what, you're doing a good job marketing because I've never heard of your company, but I saw your name and I knew that we were in good hands. That's why we accepted your offer. So how many of you guys can step up your marketing and really build your brand? Okay, Lisa? Um, We were just talking about that intro call to the listing agent. So, again, same script type of thing. Um, But also just letting them know what to expect from your team throughout the process and asking the question of who else needs to be updated. A lot of times there's a transaction coordinator. How do they want to be updated? Do they want to get a text? Do they want to get the emails? How is their... That's huge, too, because the business is evolving, and a lot of big producing agents, do they want those updates? They're out of it. Sometimes they're completely out of the mix. It's like, I've been updating your transaction manager the last three weeks, and they'll call you out of the blue with a question that you've answered three times. So it's very important that you're updating the team members as well. All right. Um, 
Open your workbooks if you guys are not already. What page are we on? Well, it's right there. Page 90. Mine's open. Okay. Page 95. So Jim and I will also add to that anything extra that we're doing. If you open to page 95, Jim has an awesome script outline. So let's look at that. Walk us through that, Jim. So I typed up my script. Um, here's the, the initial contact for me is super simple. When I get a new contract in, whether it comes to me or a team member, I, they print it out and put it on my desk and hand it to, like they make sure I see it's there. It's my next phone call. Okay? My very next phone call. The first thing I do with the contract is what? I read it. I highlight it. I grab a highlighter. Old man, old school. Highlight, close of escrow date. Highlight special terms and conditions. Highlight agents' names and phone numbers. Read through the, the key parts that I need to know about. Who's paying what on title fees? Do I need to order title fees to do an LE? No. You guys know that. I could do an LE in about 45 seconds. It's not that hard. It doesn't need to be a big process. You have to refer one title company, and if the fees, if you quote those fees, you're fine. You're not held to the other t- title company fees. Do you know that? Did you know they're all about the same? Yeah. And did you know the contract tells you what you need to know for who pays what? It's not really that hard, is it? But we're giving all these jobs to our loan partners and wasting time. It's stupid. So I read the contract. I highlight it. I become an expert at the contract before I call the listing agent. And then I say, ring, ring. You're the listing Hello. agent, Derek. Hello. Hi, is Derek there? Uh, this is him. Hey, Derek, this is Jim Reed. Congratulations. On. On, you got a new escrow with me. I'm the loan officer on the Smiths, and we're doing the loan on 123 Maple Street. I'm so looking forward to working with you. Do you have a minute? Uh, sure. Cool. I wanted to make contact with you and do a couple things. I need to get some information from you. I need to find out a couple things that you like. I'm going to make sure that I take care of you guys through this transaction, both you and your seller. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, what do I ask for every time I move forward in my next step? Who do I need to teach that to? Yes. Is Wait. that catering? Wait, one thing to add on top of that. Before you ask if they have time, he gives a reason. And I think that's a big miss if you call somebody and say, hey, this is Jim Reed. Do you have a minute? What are they immediately thinking? Selling. Selling. But what did, he, what did he say before he asked if I had a minute? Calling you about the contract. I want to go over a couple questions. Do you have a minute? You have to do that every step of the way. Calling a client about conditions. Hey, I need to talk to you about your loan approval. Do you have a minute? Don't just ask if they're free because then they'll say I'm at work and they want to hang up on you. So the first bullet point of the, of the script is super simple. I need to gather your information and give you some of my information, and I need to know how you like to be communicated with. Can I get your cell phone number, your email? I obviously got her, his cell phone number already. I have your email address. How do you prefer to be updated? Derek? Uh, I like uh, text. Just text me. Just text. Excellent. So I'm entering this stuff into our encompass software program where everybody does updates so i'm entering the data i got it open right so excellent text messages are best who else on your team would you like us to update uh susie's my transaction manager please copy her on everything awesome um i've got susie's email i got susie's text cell phone number i'll make sure i email her and i'll make sure i text you um is there anything special about the property that you think I should know about to make sure the process goes smooth and you don't have any surprises for you or your seller. Well, it was a double wide, but the owner added on an addition to it, and there's a vacant mobile home in the backyard. Is that going to be a problem? Oh, my God. I am so glad I called you. 
It is different when it's a double wide and it can be a problem. I'm so glad I called you and got to take, get ahead of this thing. You know, some loan officers don't bother. These things blow up at the end. That won't happen with us. That's so we're still going to close. No problem then. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't know yet. I got to go, go through our phone call. So, um, so uh, is there anything? So thanks for the update on the property. Anything else about the property? Anything else on the terms? Any worries about the appraisal? Uh, no, no worries. Who should we have, give contact to for the appraiser? What's the contact information for my appraiser? Who would you like him to call? Oh, actually, you know, I'm going out of town, so please uh, make sure that you call Susie on that. Now, stop right there. If you, don't, if, you, if you ask that question and you don't take care of that issue and they still contact her, you've lost your opportunity. You have to be more detailed. You have to be more detailed. You've got to not just delegate without a leash and think, oh, my God, my team needs to figure it all out. You got to make sure you have follow through on those details. Don't screw that up. You're trying to cater care. Like, how would it show that I care when he tells me not to contact him for the appraisal and then the appraiser calls him? That would be terrible, right? That's not caring, right? So, um, excellent. Uh, any other things on the property? Uh, no. Now I think about. It. There's a big dog in the backyard too. So make sure. Okay. You enough with the details on that yeah. dog. So, how about uh, mm-hmm. how about the sellers themselves? Is there anything going off the sellers that I would need to know about yeah. during the transaction? Like, are they going out of town? Yeah. Do they have any special needs? Yep. One's uh, the wife's traveling on business. So, can we close it a week early? We need to close a week early. Yep. So we have a 30-day escrow. That's 21 days. I can do that as long as everybody participates and gets me what they need fastly. Do you agree to those terms? Absolutely. Awesome. Then I will do it. So I think I can close in 21 days. That's not a problem for me. Right? Anything else going on? With if, well, we need to set up a special signing for the sellers since they're going out of town. Is there any power of attorneys that might uh, make that process smoother for them? Uh, not if we close early. If you catch me in 21 days, they'll be here, so that'll be fine. So sometimes things come up. Would it be okay if we help facilitate a power of attorney just in case it has to be done after that date? Sure, I guess that's a good idea. I always like to have a plan A and a plan B. We plan for the worst and we process for the best. Is that okay with you? That sounds great. How many times do I ask him if it's okay? A lot. Who's in charge on the call, me or him? Who does it feel like in charge? Him. You get it? Now, I know that and you know that. Who do you have to teach that to? Awesome. All right, so I've got all the special things I need. Are there any questions you have for me before I wrap up? No, I just really appreciate the phone call. I would love to make you three promises. The first one is, I promise I will update you every single week. I will text you. If there's something important, I will also call you if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will promise I will close on time, and I promise there will be no surprises at the closing table that may jeopardize your commission. Anything that I tell my buyers, if for some reason I make a mistake, I will honor it. There'll be no, no surprises on payment, and there'll be no surprises on closing costs. And then your, your deal will close. Now, if I keep all three of my promises, can I get 15 minutes with you? Uh, yeah, if you do that, absolutely. Awesome. You laid down on that. Usually they're like, for what? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, I want to talk about doing business together. I want to see how I can help you create more sales. And sometimes right then they're saying, well, how would you do that? I'm so glad you asked. So if you guys, you guys know what to do from there, right? Mm-hmm. So do I wait to the end every single time? Yeah. No, it just depends on what happens on the call. So I need you guys to have a better script and make sure you're calling. Who's calling? I was calling. Now, of your last 50 transactions, who has called every single listing agent and done a script like that? Raise your hand. Look around. It's freaking embarrassing. Isn't it? 
Just doing that, I set myself apart from the top producers in the nation. In the nation. And you want more business. Dude, I'm telling you, the script is the best. All right, share us with your email. Yeah, that's the easiest, the easiest warm phone call right there to do. Uh, what I heard, which our calls are very similar. I'll be honest, the, the major difference is um, I don't always nor often go for the close like that. And I know that I should, but I really want to demonstrate. And I, as I build more rapport through the process, I'll find a wow opportunity. And that's usually where I'll grab the neck right there. But what I heard Jim say, which is very common to my introduction phone call, is three things. I cover any property issues, any access issues, and any closing issues. Those three things. Anything unique about the property? Is the, is the house open? Is it on lockbox? If I see that the seller is a corporation, I immediately assume that, what am I thinking? It's a flip. So I don't want to go, get into that battle. I'll say, hey, has this property been flipped? Uh, my recommendation is have your comps ready, take the lockbox off, meet the appraiser at the property. I will coach the agent on trying to get in front of an appraisal issue. And the last thing is the access, I'm sorry, the closing, which would be, is it a mail out? Do we need to worry about a power of attorney? Are your sellers both here? Because if we don't ask those questions, raise your hand if you've ever had a scramble where your team's discovered something the week of closing, you're trying to coordinate. That's just poor service on our part. It's poor execution on our part being proactive. Now, if you look at uh, on page 97, I have a copy of my email, the introduction email that goes out. So you can see exactly, I actually stole this from a student. You know, one of the things I really like about coaching is when I have really dialed in students, if I need something, I'll give them all a homework assignment and I'll get back 12 iterations of their introduction email and I just make it my own. So I actually got this from Blake Eagle years ago when I was doing summit funding coaching. I made a couple modifications and this is my email. If you notice, it's also a written recap of the role play that Jim just did. We have terms clarified up front. I cannot tell you how many times we get a reply back and say, no, there's no more seller concessions. Oh, no, the closing date's been moved up. Raise your hand if you ever find that information out 10 days later into the process. So raise your hand if you're actually doing a clarification of terms up front. Look at that. Two major takeaways right there. Calling listing agents, clarify terms. Now, there's one other thing I want you to circle on my email. Notice the subject line. The subject line is consistent every single time. What was the thing I talked about before? What happens before your offer is accepted? What do we need to build? Build rapport? No, but what else? The brand. I'm very conscious about the subject line. I'm building the brand. My subject line for emails are consistent. There's also another reason. Corporations use this. It's called a naming convention. When you have a ton of transactions going on and you need to find out the last update that you gave on, does this subject line have the borrower's name? Oh, borrower's name? Does it have the, uh, the property address? Why do I have both in there? So I'm catering to what we need to know on the lending side. And how do agents know transactions? So I can do a quick search if the agent calls me because you get volume going. They're like, hey, I'm calling about the uh, Wild Rose Drive. I'm going to have no idea who that is. I go into search, Wild Rose, boom, my communication chain is right there. The buyer's agents call me with the name, do a search, it's right there. Now, if you turn the page, you'll notice 
I do progressive updates. I'm not on Django. I'm not on. We actually have a company CRM, Unify. I rarely use it. Just good old fashioned banging out emails. Now, the reason for this is you can do templates. How many of you guys have templates saved inside Microsoft Outlook? I mean, I got like 26 in there. Just you change your signature, drop down, agent update signature. It's all right there. You, ch- you fill in the blanks with three, three or four changes. So if you notice, how many times have you had that team leader who's calling you, who's been disconnected from the transaction, you've updated his transaction manager three weeks in a row, and they're calling you with a disconnect about something that you've been talking about for two weeks. Like, where's the appraisal? And you've been saying, hey, I said we should order it a week ago. I've been asking about repairs. The beauty of this is you can see every update builds on the prior one. Now, I know a lot of lenders say we close on time, every single time, it's always smooth. Is that 100% true? Why? Because not, not everything's up to you. Things happen, right? So in my updates, the format is pretty simple. I cover what milestone we're at, what's the next milestone we're going to, and are we on track? If we are not on track, it's a very big red flag that's waved. So you look at in our updates, you can see right there, third bullet point, on track for 627 uh, COE. I, I highlighted that we are pending a termite. And I will also use these recaps to take control of the transaction. In our market in Arizona, I'm just curious, is, is it common in other markets that the agents want to hold off on the appraisal? Like, wait, wait, wait. Does that happen? Raise your hand if that happens in your market. It bugs me. And in Arizona, it's we have 30-day escrows, and oftentimes we're being told to order the appraisal at day 10 because they have a 10-day inspection period. Now, if I allow that to sit in my agent's hands, they're going to wait until day 10 after they've agreed to terms and conditions of repairs. They're going to say, go ahead and order the appraisal. Now I have something totally outside of my control, and that's the appraisal's turn time. You, you factor trid in there. I have a margin of error of literally three days if I'm going to hit close of escrow. So what I've learned is by doing this process, I can say, hey, Jim, um, I know that you're still negotiating repairs. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and order the appraisal so we can get through the day or two assignment process. The date will be scheduled. The appraisal will be selected. We can coordinate access. And if you absolutely can't come to terms, we'll go ahead and cancel this appraisal. Yeah, for the You have to take control. Otherwise, they're going to tell you, wait, wait, wait. Then they're going to tell you to order it. And then the week of closing, they're calling you and doing what? Chewing you out about why is it so tight? Why are we down to the wire? So, again, you have uh, this, our script and our email. Do you want to go in and jump in on... Yeah, I, want, I want to add one thing. So uh, I want to go back to catering, and then I want to do some some uh, anchoring. Cool. So steps for the initial contact. Right here's my steps. You can write them down. My little my little steps didn't make it in the handout. Step number one: read the contract. Step number two: use my intro script. Step number three: make the three promises. It'll help you deliver better. Step number four: this is all around making initial contact. Step number four, send an email with my team sheet along with three references from three agents that are well known in my area. So it's a, it's a PDF that has my team sheet so they know who does what and three references signed by top agents in my area that validate me as a loan rep. Okay? And the last thing, I'm going to go slower. What's wrong? Yeah, I'll okay, I'll start all over. Read the contract. 
It's on page 96, Jim. I didn't, I'm Jim. I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling at myself there, big fella. And the last one is, uh, the last one I want to make sure you guys see on there as I started doing is texting a link right after my conversation with Derek as the listing agent. I have his cell phone number. He likes to be text. Hey, this is a test text. Make sure I got everything right. Also, it says right here, I'm texting you a link of my, of, of, uh, a link to my social surveys. It was great chatting with you. Attached is, is my contact information and a link so you can do some research on me. So I am trying to take away their what? Fears. So if you follow that process, is that going to help you go to the switch to the next step? You're going from initial contact right into what? Building rapport. Make sense? So of all the ideas you heard, I want you to make your quick list and share the number one thing you picked up so far in our class and share it in your little group. It's going to be about one minute to get that done. Go ahead. You guys remember why I make you say it out loud and share it? Why did Rick tell us to do that? It increases the chances of, chances of you remembering it. If you write it down and you say it out loud, the multiplication is like 700 times. So he, I heard him say it, so I make people do it. I don't really question why. He has a lot of money. I just do what he says. You guys are not really doing what we say. There's three ways to pick up new agents. Who needs more agents? Raise your hand. Great. There's only three ways. That's it. Okay. You can cold call them. Who enjoys that? One person. You can do buddy lunches, which is take agents that love you and ask them to refer you to other people and go on a buddy lunch. Or you can get new listing agents to refer you. That one's it. Which one is the most effective? Listing agents. They're currently doing transactions. They're in the business. They're qualified. Now, they may not be the most qualified, but you need more agents and they need a good loan officer. So you have to start being more catering to them. In the rapport spot, I want you guys to do, I want to give you about five, three to five minutes to talk about ways to charm them and cater to them and show them you care in the rapport building section. Rapport starts after the initial contact call until you close them for a meeting. So how many weeks is that? Two to four weeks for you to build really great rapport. Two to four updates on Tuesdays and milestone updates for you to do what? Build rapport. What does rapport mean? What does it mean to you guys? Holler and I'll repeat it. You don't have to run the mic. He said create trust. That's rapport. What? Become friends. Relationship. Listen, make them laugh and get them to like you. That's it. Make them laugh and get them to like you. Don't be so serious. Do what you said and get them to like you. So your job right now is to get them to like you. Make them laugh. Give us some tactics. Go ahead. What's the best thing you got for... Building rapport during the process. That's charming, catering, and caring. I'm ready. Give me your best idea. You're a salesperson. Say something. Thank you. Send the listing agent socks. We are going to knock your socks off on this transaction. Cool. So a cheesy gift. 
an opening gift. Cool. If you don't have one, put it in your plan if you like it. So we send at Mutual Acceptance, we send a branded CD. I send Marjorie Adams how to win the listing every single time to the listing agent. And then on the Tuesday, the first Tuesday follow up, we end up talking about it. And they most of the time bring it up. So we do that, too. So what he said was a what Rick Ruby taught us that we need to do what? Thank you. Someone's listening. A value add. So you're in the core. You got the best agents in the nation teaching how to get the listing or get this or get that. You get audio CDs. You put your little sticker on it, a gift from Jim Reed and his team, and you send it to them in the very beginning of the escrow. I hope this helps you earn more money or close two more transactions this year. I thought I thought of you and, I, and write a little card and send it to them. People like gifts. Some people don't. But people like gifts, right? They like, if you're going to think about, be thought of, it makes you feel good. Oh, they thought of me. Right? Excellent. A couple more. Just talk. I do a triangle of trust with anybody else that I know in their office or at the company that uh, they work for. And build report right off on the first call. So he's name dropping. Right? Oh, do you know Susie at that office? I've been working with, I've done a few transactions with Susie. I love her. So he's building rapport by trying to triangle. That's excellent tactic. One way to make him laugh is if you get a letter from him saying, um, like, oh, I got, I got your pre-qual letter. I'm calling a follow-up. You say, well, you got a letter from me. They say, yeah. And you say, well, those don't mean anything. And you just sit quietly and they say, I'm just kidding. What's your question? <laughs> It kind of makes him laugh. <laughs> Comedian. Okay. Okay, cool. I said make him laugh, so I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> I'm going to let that one go. I'm happy. Keep moving. Let's get another mic. Whoop, well, right. I almost jumped off the stage and tackled you. Go ahead. I'm a, uh, I'm a pretty sarcastic person just in general, so I, uh, when we get the appraisal back, sometimes I'll call and just say, hey, that, that appraisal looks great. The house is beautiful, but bad news. Now I have to decline the loan because I want to purchase this house now. Oh, yeah, that's they, cool. So he's laugh, adding humor. You know they can take a joke, and they're your kind of people, and you can meet with right. them. Right. I love that. And, for to, uh, and what I want from, from you to get from this class is a written plan that you can follow every time. So if you're going to do that, it would be joke number seven on day number three. <laughs> you're laughing. I'm not kidding. Right? I mean, if you look at Josh, if you've ever been on a site visit with Josh or talked to him about how he does consultations... It's literally at minute 13, they tell this stupid joke. At minute 17, they tell this stupid joke. And so it's okay to have that in your rapport plan, but it's not okay to not have it be repetition. You've got to make it be repetitive. It's got to be every time. It can't be like when you're feeling it, right? When you're feeling it leads to 50 closed loans, met five of them. That's what when you're feeling it leads to. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was in the mood, so I went and saw them. A plan that gets executed is in writing and is scheduled and it happens. That's what we want. Like of 50 listing age, of your last 50 closings, if you met in person all 50, what would happen to your business? Then do that. Right? Cool. A couple more. I remember uh, being in a class with Lisa Wells and she really talked a lot about stalking, right? And so that's something we're doing now in that process is finding out what their passions, their desires are, and talking about that rather than the transaction in one of our Tuesday status update goes, hey, I see you really love the Animal and Humane Foundation, or you participate with the cancer you know, research, whatever it might be, and then talk, really build rapport around that. 
So he has a process where someone on his team Facebook stalks them and finds key points for you to talk about when you're doing your updates. So someone need, would need to prepare that for me because I would never take the time, but that is excellent. I actually want to add that. Hold on one second. Um, because that will help me with building rapport, right? Yep. Plus, if I took the time to look at their Facebook, for some people, I think for most people it would make them think I care. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they might think I'm a weirdo from that. <laughs> Do they like it? Okay, cool. I get a little freaked out about that. Okay, one or two more. So we were talking there. We researched the listing agent to see if we ever had a deal with them prior to. So when I make the call, I can say, hey, Jim, by the way, we did three deals together. How come we haven't oh. done more? Or let's see, it's the first time we've done a deal oh, together. Oh, that's good, too. I, like, did you, I, I have had them go, Jim, we've done a deal together. I'm like, oh, oh, oh hi. Have you ever had that? That's not good. That's really good. I'm going to add that. That's good. Keep going. Keep talking. So giving honor builds rapport really quickly. So call them up for simple updates like the appraisals back in and it came in a value. Say, I know that an agent who is as good as you would price the price the house really well. And so we didn't have any doubt about this, but I just wanted to let you know. So just kind of building up their ego. Oh, compliment them. Tell them how great they are. Search for other closings we've done. Hold on. If I'm writing it down, do you think you should? Okay, good. Everybody's following along really good. That's good. One more. So one that I'd heard was, uh, this kind of goes back a little bit to the initial contact, but asking them how they got the listing. How they got the listing? Then you know how their how their business model works a little bit, telling them how awesome that you is. You would do that during an update? So not during an update, but just more more towards just that initial contact, but also We're in the building, building rapport, rapport spot. Like right. if I was going to help you, I'd be like, look, if you're going to do that. You maybe on the first Tuesday update, it's like maybe you have a process where on the first Tuesday update, you make sure you ask them how they got the listing. By the way, what a nice house. How'd you get the listing? Or about, but you, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to make it so where it's part of the building report process because that's what we're working on. Last one. So um, Evan taught me this one. In, in Compass, we've created a, um, a separate line item and we look up the agents on MTA Go. So when we're going to talk to the agents, it's in Encompass what kind of business they're doing so that we know how to approach them. So he's saying, listen, it was brilliant. Why was it brilliant? Why do you qualify people? Spend your time in resources there. Nope. Thank you. You qualify people to know how to talk to them. If they've done three deals this year, I'm in charge for sure. If they've done 67 deals this year, I am for sure going to kiss their butt. <laughs> Even more, right? The other, the first person needs to be led. I need to lead them. Right? I need to like say, hey, you're doing a good job so far. I see this is your third transaction. I think you could be a great agent. Let's meet. Easy close. I know how to talk to that person. It's, it's, it helps me with how to talk to them. That's really good. Hold on a minute. All right, so Derek, give us a, your best couple tactics for building rapport during the deal. I'm just going to give one, but let's recap because again, our, our objective is for you to leave here with a solid plan. And there was six or seven things that I heard that were really good. So, under the rapport, uh, the rapport step, I heard number one, do a cheesy gift. Number two, do the core CD or Oleg has this text that you can text it. So text uh, a value add, uh, triangle of trust, name drop. By the way, the triangle of trust also works with them. I'm so excited to work with you. I've heard amazing things about you, Jim. This, this is our first transaction. I'm going to do everything to knock your socks off. Makes them feel good. Uh, next one is humor. Uh, discussing wins. That was the Facebook stalking. Hey, I see that you're into horse racing from talking to Alicia. 
uh, site prior experience. Oh my gosh, Kyle, we're working together again. Last time we worked together, it was Wild Rose and we closed that thing two weeks early. Maybe they don't remember. And then um, what I what I like to do is I don't do a great job of setting up the expectation of I'm going to do three things and then chase you afterwards. But what I'll do is I'll speak in a tone of if I'm in their shoes, what's important to me? What's that old expression of people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them? So I'm always looking for things like, hey, Jim, I just wanted to give you a call. I'm sure that you and your seller are anxious about the appraisal. I have great news. Do you have a minute? Um, hey, I'm sure that your seller doesn't want to go into the weekend wondering uh, what's going on with this transaction. Do you have a few minutes? I have a great update for you. So I'm always talking about them or their seller, and then I'll talk about their professionalism and we overcome an, an obstacle. Wow, Jim, the way that you handled those repairs was really great. I got to tell you, I work with a lot of real estate agents. You just knocked that out. I didn't have to call you a second time. You're really on it. Those things will usually create opportunities where they say, wow, thank you. I really enjoy working with you, too. And those are the opportunities where I go in for little closings. Well, how do we how do we do more of this? I'd love to get with you after this. I, I don't ask in the beginning, but I do it in the rapport stage throughout the transaction. What do you do, Jim? So a couple a uh, couple things I stole from Dan. Dan's in here, I believe. Aren't you in here, Dan? So the two things that I copied from him, I did this project about two months ago uh, to update my process. I saw opportunity with listing agents. I think it's something to focus on super hard over the next three years. And uh, so I did all, I went to all my course students. I'm like, what do you do? What's your best stuff? So Dan's like, hey, we send an approval gift to the listing agent at contingency removal to their office. Something sweet gets delivered. Congratulations, escrow on 123 Maple Street. Contingencies are removed. It's, a, it's what they care about. They care most about, is the loan approved? Is the appraisal ordered? Can I remove contingencies? That's what the listing agents care about, I believe. Am I right? And the next thing, as soon as contingency is, where are my docs? So we do that. The, the next thing he gave me to do, which I started doing, and I got to tell you, I was not very comfortable with it, but I did get two phone calls from it already. I've only been doing it on about 10 deals is I write a personal note. Actually, I don't write it. My, my assistant writes it. A personal note to the seller to their address. Introducing myself as Jim Reed. I'm doing the loan for the Smiths buying your house. I want to introduce myself, give you my contact information. You may be looking to buy, move up or buy another home. If you need a second opinion on your mortgage, I would love to give you a quote. Yay. I got that from Dan who probably got it from somebody else. Listen, if it's new, it's not true. If it's true, it's not new. We all copy, right? So copy. Cool. That's my best stuff. Make sure you got something that is good. So I want you to do the anchoring. You're going to write down the best tactic or two that you got from this little session. And then you're just going to say it out loud to each other. It's going to take one minute. Make it happen. So the next step that we're talking about is the close. And what's interesting about the close is there's not a lot of complication to it. It just comes down to doing it. Um, I was recently talking to some loan officers who are you know, stressed out about their production. And what surprised me is I asked a few questions. I said, hey, how many of you show of hands are doing truly doing 12 outbound calls? Not a single hand goes up. How many of you are really hitting your break breads every single week? Not a single hand goes up. How many of you are doing the face-to-faces, not a single hand? And they're all worried about production. 
And so I just find it strange. You know, I had, I had a friend that flips hundreds of homes a year. I watched him become a multimillionaire in a couple of years. And he's like, Derek, the thing to me is people don't max it out. And he calls it his rule number nine. He was given like 10 tips, rule number nine. He's like, if I find something that works, I just max it out. I'll just keep doing it over and over again. And every once in a while I fumble, but I don't worry about the one house I lost money on. I'm looking back at the other 20 that I made a profit on. So I max it out. So I think it's just, it's strange for us that we all know what we should be doing. We know listing agents are a great target. They get to have the experience. We get to demonstrate. And yet Jim and I were just talking uh, during this session. He's like, Hey, closings over the last 90 days, you know, average about 30 a month. Because how many have you met with? And I said, Ola gave me an assignment to go meet 90 agents in 90 days. Probably 20 of those were listing agents. So still have a ton of opportunity here for all of us uh, to do better. For me, the close comes down to two things. It's picking up the phone, recapping the transaction. So uh, I'll outline the we'll role play. How about that? Okay. So um, well, I'll give you the outline first. So you recap the transaction. Ask them if you did a good job. How did they feel? I would, I would guess that would be a feeling slash qualifying question. And then you would go right into the close. So let's go. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Jim, this is Derek Kohler from Summit Funding. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's been fun working with you. Hey, Jim, you've done an amazing job. I mean, truly, you're one of the most professional realtors that I've worked with, and it was an honor. Um, so I just wanted to call you and give you the good news. We're closed on Wild Rose. We got docs out for it. How was the experience for you? Everything was smooth. I didn't have any surprises. I was very happy. Awesome. Well, Jim, I'm sure you already have relationships. Somebody as, as established and hardworking as yourself. But I'd love the opportunity to be uh, an, an ally in your business. What would it take for us to have a coffee or a lunch? Why would we meet? Because I would like to do more transactions like this. And I think that by us working together, I could take stress off your plate, allow you to focus on adding value to your sellers. So that way you can do more business and I could be a component to grow your business into the next year. You did a good job. I'll meet with you. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, now, I'll, I'll share with you guys. I had one agent that's not even in my city. And uh, I made a phone call just going through these. You know, we call them the, the wow transactions. And this guy lives a couple hours away. And did similar phone call. And the guy ended up own, owning a Homevestors franchise, asking me a few questions. Uh, actually agreed to, to do a, a quick little meeting when I happened to, to be in that city a couple hours, uh, a couple uh, weeks later. And he's been over $2 million of business off of one phone call from a guy who wasn't even in my market. Now, I'm not telling you to go chase people outside of your market, but that was a phone call where Initially, I felt like, why am I going to call this guy? It's an out of, it's an out of city agent. It's, it's a waste of time to do that phone call. And it ended up being a good, a good chunk of business. He even sent me a personal family relationship that was over a 700,000 transaction off of a phone call. And he gave me that referral before we even met. What I've also learned is when you ask for the business, a lot of times, like Jim said, the agents will go, you know, you did a great job. We don't need to meet. I'm going to send you my next deal. Because they've already had the experience. They've already demonstrated what your business is like. They don't, they don't want to sit down and spend the 30-minute uh, meeting with you. They're just like, you're good. We're good. Let's work together. What do you do on your clothes? Well, if they said that to me, I would show up at their office with a small gift. Mm-hmm. Like, if they said they were going to send me business anyways, what do I know about people under pressure? They go to what is easiest. So they're in front of a lead and they have to give an agent out and they don't know my phone number. Who are they going to refer? Not me. So I got to like, 
When you leave a voicemail, always leave your cell phone number, even when you know they know it. Always leave your cell phone number, and I would stop by. But I want to hear from you guys. Let's do the table work on closing. Um, I want you to get back into your group of three, and I want you to do your best close for getting a listing agent to meet you in person. This shouldn't take that long, right? Derek will come back and, and go through the, the stuff with you and have you guys share, but just share your best close for getting a meeting. And then whatever the best one is, be ready to share it as a group. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but I gotta pick up the pace. I got like 15 minutes left, and I wanna make sure I save time for Q&A. Is it okay if I pick up the pace a little bit? Cool, so I just wanna hear like maybe two people share their clothes, and then I wanna give you mine, and, uh, and then we're gonna move on. Go ahead, just stick the mic in their hand, let them talk. Even if I'm not looking at you, I can still hear you. We uh, buy like $7 bottles of champagne, and then we get a custom label that we just print. It's got a picture of the house on the front, says just sold, congrats, the address and, and the date. And then on the back, it's got a picture of me saying, thank you. You did a great job in this transaction. We really enjoyed working with you. So I'll either leave that at the closing if I can get there before and the sellers are closing after the buyers. Or if not, the next Tuesday I call and I'm like, hey, thank you so much for this transaction with a lot of agents. Super impressed by you. It takes a team of experts to ensure a smooth transaction. So thank you. I wanted to let you know I uh, bought you a small token of my appreciation for your professionalism. When can I stop by to drop that off? And then I'll bring them this custom you know, champagne bottle with their, the property, the address, everything there. And it's, it's a nice closing technique as a gift. Yeah. And they feel this obligation to me. Easy, to yeah, easy way to meet them in person, deliver them a gift, right? And he puts a lot of jam on the toast, don't he? <laughs> There's a lot of jam on the toast. I like it. One or two more. Just talk. We do a call three days prior to closing once the CD is signed to the listing agent to let them know everything's set and ready to go. CD signed. Uh, be a quick and easy closing, no conditions, no funding, no anything like that. And then they usually go, oh, my gosh, I think you're calling because something screwed up. And I'm like, oh, do you actually get those calls? Yes, we do. And then I kind of go into, well, how is this transaction kind of like Derek already did? But it's three days prior to closing. So, so she knows exactly when she's closing. When is she closing? Three days. She's doing a pre-closing call and closing the agent for the appointment. She knows exactly when she's going to close. So will she close more often than you? You guys have to understand processes. You know, it's not your gut or how you feel. That's how most of us operate. How we're feeling depends on how we're selling. Hers is three days before the close, pre-closing call, brag a little. I'll go, oh my gosh, no one else does this for you. Can I do this for you all the time? It's an easy close. Super easy. Last one, and then i got to share mine. Pretty close to that. So why do you wait till right here, Jim, the short guy up front? There right here. Handsome guy. You are short. So why wait till the close? So if the CD doesn't go out, let me back up. We'll make the appointment on the date that the CD is going to go out. So we want to meet the agent on that day. If the CD doesn't go out, you don't have to meet with us. You can cancel the appointment. What we have found is that if we wait till after the closing, they get paid and go on to doing their next thing. So we nice. meet them three days prior. Awesome. Really good. Here's this, the structure I want you to consider using for your close. I want you to, at for sure, have a time of the transaction that you for sure close. Now, will you get everybody? No. So build a little bridge and get over yourself and ask everybody, realizing that some are going to say no. You get it? You won't do it because you can't handle the rejection and you're just a big sissy. Knock it off. 
You get four grand alone. Take some rejection, smile, and go hug somebody. Relax. So, the structure for closing for me is a sentence. I can use it to close anybody. It's a sentence structure. The first one is honor. You're writing this down. Write it down. I give them honor. That's what Lisa does. I give them honor. I state my goal. Then I quantify my goal with a number or a percentage. And then I request a meeting. So on my last Tuesday update before close, I'm like, ring, ring. Derek says, hey, Derek. Uh, you're calling me? Yeah, ring, ring. Say hi. Hey, this is Derek. Hey, Derek, it's Jim Reed. I'm so excited. It's time for our last Tuesday update. Do you have a minute? Absolutely. My energy is high. I'm not hoopty dumpty. I got a little mirror in front of my face. I'm standing up in my office. I'm yelling. My face is red just like right now. I'm like, dude, I got to tell you. I say, dude, even when it's a girl. <laughs> dude, I got to tell you something. My team and I have freaking loved working with you. There are, we've done, I've been doing business for 20 years and there, I swear I have to say this, there are so many unprofessional realtors and we just love working with you. We as a team want to find one more realtor to take really good care of at a really high level and I want it to be you. Can we meet? I loved working with you, Jim. Let's do it. Dude, I am telling you, they'll say yes. I'm telling you, when you quantify it and say one, do they feel special? Does anybody like to date someone who will date anyone? Anybody? No one likes to date someone that will date anyone. Doesn't feel special. Doesn't make me feel special. So you have to use some scarcity. You have to quantify. You've got to state your goal. You've got to give them honor and just say, can we meet? And the other thing I'll add is, if that doesn't work, I'll say, okay, well, I do have something I'm going to send you. I just got back. I'm part of the core training. I don't know if you know what that is. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it. It's the nation's top real estate and lending uh, training in America. The average realtor in the program does $40 million a year. The average realtor. The top That's realtors do a couple down. hundred million. And I get to, because I'm a member, because I've been in the course so long, I swear to you, I get to give you all their stuff for free if I want to. Can we meet? I'll share some stuff that I think I can help you get more transactions. Not from me as a lender. I don't even know how to do real estate. I know how to do loans. But from the best real estate agents in the nation, I can share their stuff with you. They actually give me permission and I can prove it. And they're like, what do you mean you can prove it? I can set you up a free call with the best real estate coach in the nation. And they will tell you everything you want because they're a personal friend of mine. Now, do you guys think you could refer a realtor to the core and they'd take the call? Absolutely. You think? Mm -hmm. Could you frame it the way I did to make it sound special? Those two closes work, you guys. And they're like, what, what, what do you mean? You, listen, Google this guy. Google Kendra Cook. Google Staten Schrader. Google these guys. I can get you a one-on-one -on -one call. They'll give you free time because they're a personal friend of mine. They're a personal friend of all yours, too, just so you know. Right? Those closes work for me. All right. Take us on to follow up. No, that's huge. I hope you guys wrote that down. I, I don't use that. That's quantifying an appointment. That's awesome. Um, so last step is follow up. We're going to do uh, rapid table work on that. Uh, I'll just share with you quickly the two things that I do for follow up. Number one is I do a monthly download with my team. How many of you guys do that where you actually look at how you played last month? And what the game plan is doing, what's going to happen next month. Raise your, raise your hand if you do that. 
So monthly download, we literally go over the lead tracker. Uh, we go over the percentage of our purchase to refi, so forth. But at the very end, I have makeups and breakups. So people have to share their feedback. Hey, who did we drop the ball on? Who is kind of sucking up a lot of time, energy, and resources, and maybe we want to say you're fired? Um, and then give me your... Everyone on the team has to give me an opportunity to pursue. When those names are given, it could be, oh, I just got my hair done and this lady was talking about buying a house. For most people, it was, we really killed it on the Smith transaction. It was amazing. Um, you know, the agent replied back to the last email about the appraisal. Uh, they're, they're loving us. And all of the wow opportunities go on a call sheet that is managed by my receptionist, and I am peppered twice a day until it's completed. Okay? That, those, those are my two things. Meeting, and I give it to somebody else to pepper me until the calls are done. What do you do, Jim? So follow-up for me is easy. Any agent I do a deal with, they go in to get my program of the week on Fridays, and they get added to a prospect list. So... I want a prospect list of agents I can call when I don't have nothing else to do that my, my loan partner one can handle me and it's anybody that we're not getting leads from that we did a deal from or anybody that we've chosen to target. You should have a prospect list of who to go to. Right? So you have a prospect list and they get an email from me on every Friday with a small, short piece of information that I think could help them. An underwriting guideline change a credit score change guideline on on a program, um, a jumbo product to avoid something, a 5% down jumbo note, something that seems sexy so that they think of me over the weekend and my phone number is big on it. It's big. Picture of me, big phone number, and a little tip. That's it. Super easy to read. They could read it in about a half a second. It's just to be about them. So questions and answers for me or Derek. We got about five minutes and we got to wrap this up. Anybody got questions about any of the processes? Or tactics. I got, a, I got a quick question. Script's awesome. Everything is good. But obviously everything you went through had to do with actually making connections. So for the voicemails, I think I know the answer. But what do you say when you get their voicemail at every different step of the way? He said, what do I do when I get their voicemail? Like for an update? Hey, I've got information on your escrow. Call me back. 916-715-8102. Hey, to add to that, don't leave a long voicemail about the update. Don't say the appraisal just came in, da, da, da. Do exactly that. The email will give them that. Hey, I got an update for you. Call me back, 916-715-8102. Hey, I'm calling about the escrow on Maple Street. It's Jim Reed. I'm doing the loan for the buyers. 916-715-8102. Talk to you soon. They will call you back. They can't build rapport without conversation. They're super busy and they don't want to talk to you. So, yes, you must use a little trickery. Like, yeah. if, you, if you can't do anything else... Deliver the loan approval in person. If you can't do anything else, just start spending time on Tuesdays delivering loan approvals to the listing agents in person. You'll meet every single one. Some of them will like you. Questions? Yeah, Jim, on the people who say you did a great job, you don't, we don't need to meet, uh, I'll just send you ne my next deal. Do you still make an effort to go out and push them to meet with them? Or do you just, yeah. like you said, drop it off and then you just put them on a call? Does anybody have a top agent? That refers them that they've never met in person, raise your hand. Like, you've never ever met them in person your whole life. That's really rare. Right? Of all your agents, how many of you never met in person? One or two. So, should you focus on what's the big part of the pie or the little? 
Most people need to see you to remember you. Drop them off some collateral. Go personally drop off a course CD on how to get more listings. Go drop something off when they say they're going to refer you. You have to make it easy for them to refer you. Who do you use for title? Do you consider new people or do you use Denise Leith that I've been using since 1997? I use Denise Leith. I know her number. I don't even consider anybody else. Title company's calling me and I swear I say, hey, I'll give you a few and I mean it when I say it. And I never do it. Because when it's time to order escrow, I think of who? Denise Leith. She's never burned me. I found her in a phone book. She drove up to Apple Hill and signed a sweet old couple in a single wide. And I've used her ever since. So someone would have to make it easy for me. And they don't make it easy for me. Question. That's you guys are doing great, by the way. Um, and I think that, you know, when I look back at some of my best agents, I got him from the Tuesday update attacking the listing agent. And I kind of went away from that. So um, I think we're all in the right room. And, and this is something that we all need to focus on. One hack that I used to use that um, I think works phenomenal is... Every time I'd call the listing agent and do the intro call, I would record it in a voice memo and then send it to my LP2. One, they remember everything that I promised, right? So they deliver on that. But two, they hear me trying to set that appointment. They hear me sell. And then they're more bought into delivering on that so that way you could then close them. So add that. Cool. Last couple questions. We've got two minutes. I'll just add something really Please, quick, too. Please, We talked about the fault for the phone call, but I do have an LP2 that does all marketing. So they'll do the gifts. When we have those wow agents, they'll say, oh, that Jim Reed guy was amazing. Uh, his dog just died. And we'll literally send them a personalized thing about their dog. We had one agent where we took a picture off their Facebook and made a pennant, and they were crying. I mean, you have to have ongoing follow-up. But for me, my goal is to make that phone call. So you're at the appointment. When do you guys decipher, am I going to try and take them and close them right now, or am I going to do a two-step close? At the appointment? I think the tactics that we're teaching you are great. So you can't be so robotic that you're like, oh, I need to go on the second meeting before I close them. You have to build that intuition. What we learned is, as Jim said, these are top one percenters in the room, and most of, most of us are not even picking up, picking up the phone. So start with picking up the phone. Read the room. Sometimes you'll close them in the first meeting. Sometimes you'll build ongoing meetings. And I've learned agents will sometimes take six months to close. It just, it's the follow-up. Yeah, I think at the meeting, at the first meeting, you want to leave with something that you will do for them. Like, I want to leave every first meeting with something that I will do for them. Is it follow-up on four cold leads? Is it get them um, some core information? Whatever it's I'm going to do for them. i got to find something to do for them that others won't. And then i got to see them again. And maybe the see them again is not the two-step close, but I can't build rapport without seeing them more often. So I have to figure out a way to take care of them and see them. Do you have a system for how you're tracking how many listing agents you're converting into referral sources? So when you look back on a month or a year... It's so terrible I can't track it. It makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he out of 100, out of 90, he's a really good... He's a freak. He's like one of the people who like does all the work. Yep. He's 25 percent. So he's getting an F minus. Yeah. Right. Somebody, somebody and he's one of the best in the room. I guarantee it. One of the things I wrote down, though, was to add an asterisk next to new referrals that came from a listing agent, because I will track that next year. I'm telling you, the game is find a way to meet them. I am telling you. Dress well, be charming, be catering, be caring and find a way to meet them in person. That is the game.
Uh, last question. We got to wrap question. it. I have a question for Derek. First of all, great job, guys. Derek, and here are their emails that you send out with a Tuesday update. Do you, do you send those right after you call, or what's your process for when you send So I used to do them all myself. Now I have an, an LP that's one office over. She's literally doing the emails as I'm talking. She hears me and just, because the script's already there. Guys, real quick, page 304. Page 304, please. You've got to write down the name of the class, otherwise they won't know which class you're rating. We want, we want the ratings. Of course, we want a five. I'm not ashamed to say it. But will you do me a favor and join me and give it up for my buddy Derek? He's been awesome. Give it up for Derek Calder. Woohoo! Thank you guys so much. You've been listening to the Core's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.